Are you tired of using the same boring worksheets for math review in your classroom? Are your students dreading every time you say that you're going to review their math skills? In today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you three of my favorite games for reviewing math skills, and your students are going to beg to play them. On to the episode. Welcome to the Teaching Made Easy podcast, where it's all about simple systems that actually work so you can finally teach and give your students bigger impact in their learning. Teaching is hard, y'all, but what if I told you that sometimes we make it harder than it has to be? I'm Farah, CEO of Farah Henley Education and host of the Teaching Made Easy podcast. I've been an educator for almost 25 years, and to say I've seen a thing or two is an understatement. I know how much you pour your heart and soul into your students and your classroom, and I want to help you find some simple ways to have a bigger impact without breaking the bank or spending all your free time focused on school. You don't have to be a Pinterest teacher to be a great teacher, and that is what this podcast is all about. So grab your favorite beverage, head out on that walk, or just soak the day away in a bubble bath. But sit back and let's enter the world of teaching made easy. What's kicking, educational rock stars? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Farah, and I'm so excited to be joining you here this week for another episode of the Teaching Made Easy podcast. I do have a quick favor to ask of you guys and all of our fabulous listeners. If you are loving the content that you are hearing here at the Teaching Made Easy podcast, if you will jump over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast, and leave us a five-star review. We would love that. If you think that there are some things that need to be fixed on the podcast or some improvements, be sure and send us a message, and those will come directly to me. You can message us on Instagram. You can send us an email. You can send me a message on Facebook, whatever, but we are striving to get those five-star reviews because we want to make sure that our tips and strategies are helping to make your teacher life easier. That's what the Teaching Made Easy podcast is all about. It's not coming from a place of teaching is easy, but sometimes we make it a little harder than it has to be. And I want to help you make it easier. And let's take it back to the basics and let's give our students and us as teachers what we really need to get the job done. Now, Today's episode, I'm super excited to be sharing three of my favorite games that um, I think are probably some of my favorite ways to practice math skills, two of which I did use in the classroom, one of which I wish had been around for me to use in the classroom, but I am currently um, having so much fun playing with my grandkids. It's been super, super fun to play. I've got um, one of my granddaughters is in uh, third grade and one is in fifth grade. Um, I've got others and then I've got one on the way, um, but I can't wait to share that one with you. It'll be actually be the last one that I share with you, um, but I can't wait to share that one with you because it's super, super fun and I'm addicted and maybe you can hear it in the background because um, I'm playing with it and I can't seem to put it down, but we'll get to that one momentarily. But before we dive into those three games that I'm going to share with you, we are going to take a quick break, just a few seconds for a word from one of our sponsors. Let me know how your year is going so far, because let me tell you, I jumped into our Learning Centers Made Easy private group that's just for our members today, 
and I've been super busy behind the scenes getting some things ready for content drop for them and I hadn't been in there in a couple of days. Um, it's not normal for me. I'm usually in there daily and man, let me tell you, you guys are stressed. You guys are having a hard time this year just with everything in general going on in the teaching world. So if you are feeling stressed, if you are feeling overwhelmed, I want you to let me know down in the comments. Just, just put a one in the comments if that's all you can muster up right now because listen, I get it. Number one, first of all, it is coming up on October. It's the end of September. Your kids have settled in. They're starting to, you know, feel their oats, as some of us might say. They're starting to get comfortable. They, you, hopefully you've got your classroom management system somewhat going pretty strong by this point. And they're starting to try to look for ways to push those boundaries. It's totally normal for them to do this at the end of September leading into October. Now, October also becomes like the hardest month of the year because it's usually when our first round of assessments are starting to happen, okay? And it at least for me it was. Our first round of assessments were starting to come in and our, we were starting to see just how much our students were still behind. Some teachers may be going into fall break and listen, your kids probably need that fall break. But for me, October was always like the longest month um, next to, you know, what February, January and February always seemed really long to me too. But October was the next longest period because we, we are really getting into things, but we don't really have a break until Thanksgiving. So if that is you, know you're not alone, know that it's perfectly normal. And I hope today I'm going to be sharing with you a few games that you can use to kind of like spice things up in your classroom to make things a little bit more fun for your students, especially when it comes to math. Now, this is kind of a new series that we're going to be doing. I'm going to be sharing with you some games next week um, with regard to, I believe, phonics. And then we're going to share some games the following week with regard to reading. And um, we're just going to keep it going. And it's all about student engagement. And I am so excited to share with you the three games that I'm going to be sharing with you today, one of which is like simple and can be used for pretty much like multiple math games because it only requires, it may, there might be one thing that you might have to run to the dollar store and pick up, but the pretty much it, it just takes a, a dice, a 12-sided a, um, a dice, um, or I guess you could use two um, regular six-sided uh, six dice if you wanted to, um, but I'm going to get to that here in just a moment. So let's dive into the very first game I want to share with you, though, and it is a game that I actually created. I invented this game. Um, it is one that I invented about four years ago, and my students stinking loved it, and I think the biggest reason they loved it is that once they learned how to play it once, they didn't have to learn how to play it again because, uh, can I get an amen? We love things where we don't have to teach students how to do things over and over and over again. But the skills changed, so they were able to practice a slew of math skills, and it was the same game. The skills were just changing. But the other thing 
that are the thing that I loved about it as a teacher. And one of the things that I was very serious about making sure that it had was that it needed to be easy to set up, not just easy to teach them how to play, but it needed to be easy to set up because I wanted them to be able to play it either as a fast finisher. I wanted them to be able to play it in centers. I wanted them to be able to play it um, if I wanted to send it home for homework, I wanted it to be so stinking simple that they could play it just about anywhere. And I may or may not have been guilty of keeping one of these with me um, to take with us to like lunch or maybe if we were waiting in line to um, dis for dismissal and my kids could very quickly play it because cleanup was a breeze, play was a breeze, it was super simple. And that is my Squares Your Brain. Now I'm going to be showing you here let me go ahead and pop this on the screen really quickly. I'm going to be showing you how this game is played with two different versions. So you'll see right here that the setup is super simple. It is a square. It is something that you print out. It is a PDF and you print it front and back and it is already set up for you to print front and back and you it even comes with these um, printable square pieces. Now, once the game is set up, they would put all of them in the middle, all the game pieces, and this is a single player playing the game um, by themselves. They would just go through each one, pick each one up, and then they would look at the problem underneath, and then they would put them on the answers. Then they're gonna move them to the outside of the board, flip that board over, and the answer key is on the back. Now, one of the reasons that I absolutely loved this was because they couldn't cheat because the game pieces were on the board, so they couldn't look at the answer key to find the answers. They wouldn't know if they got one wrong until they actually flipped it over. And then when they flip it back over, like they're like, oh, well, I got this one wrong. Um, they flip it back over. They got to play it the whole thing again because you can kind of move your pieces back into place, but then you've got to figure out, okay, where was this one? They've got to play it from the beginning. So I love this. This is a first grade. This is one of the first grade games out of the first grade uh, bundle. There are 26 game boards. Um, at the bottom, the reason there's a letter E on it is because at the bottom of each card and then on the back, there's a letter. So there's a game board for every letter of the alphabet. There's 26 in each pack. We have them for kinder through third grade. Sorry, fourth grade. Sorry, fifth grade. We are, they are on the, on the, on the planning board um, but they're so stinking simple and like I said once your kids learn how to play one time they can play forever and all I did was laminate these I'm going to show you a third grade version now now this is a third grade version now if you wanted to play this this can also it can also be it can be played single player but it can also be played um, multiple player because all you would need to do is add a single die and they would take turns. So they would roll the dice um, and, or I apologize, a 12-sided die, single 12-sided die, or that you could add two six-sided dice. And all they would do is they would roll them, they would add the number together, and then they would look for the number that they're, that they're gonna do. Um, now, what I usually tell my parent or tell my uh, students is if they're gonna play, um, each person's gonna play, then what they're gonna do is the first person to go is always going to do number one um, because, and they're gonna roll a die and they're gonna see who has the biggest number and that person is gonna go first, but they're always gonna do number one because obviously if you roll two dice, 
you're never going to add up to number add up to, to one. But if you're using a 12-sided dice, then you just have them, you know, roll and play normal. So this way they could play as partners and they just take turns. And then at the end, they check their answers and it's super, super fun. So this is Squares Your Brain. It is a game that is available over in my shop. I am going to drop links um, in the description and you can jump over to the shop and you can check those out. They're super, super affordable um, and they're stinking fun, guys. These, uh, my kids would beg to play these games. Now, if you are already using one of our Squares Your Brain games, we would love to know. So leave a comment down below and let me know that you're already enjoying the Squares Your Brain games in your classroom. And if you have some ideas for different Squares Your Brain games, we would love it if you would leave those as well. Or you can email me at Farah at farahhenley.com. Now, the second game that I want to share with you, I believe it was last week that I shared with you one of my favorite things to use during guided reading is to use the Super Speed 1000 from Whole Brain Teaching. Well, there is a super speed game from Whole Brain Teaching that is specifically for math, and it is super speed math. That is the second game that I love for helping make math review fun for my kids. This is totally free. You can jump over to wholebrainteaching.com or you can even go to Teachers Pay Teachers, type in Whole Brain Teaching, and you can find their official shop where you can download this as well. Don't worry. I'll leave the link in the description also. Now, once you go and download this, the instructions are very clear. Um, you play it very similar to the Super Speed 1000, and it's all about um, students working with a partner, and one will have the answers, one will um, have the sheet, and they are trying to do their math facts as fast as possible from memory. Now, I love hands-on activities, but let me tell you, we all know as teachers that when our kids can pull those math facts from memory, it makes things so much simpler. I don't believe that's the only way we should be teaching math facts because they've got to know how and why. Eight plus seven is 15. It is 15, right? Yes, it is. But I do believe that we still need to work on that rote memorization of our facts. They've got um, super speed math 2.0 now, which actually includes fractions, which I think is phenomenal and it was super super fun it is another one of those games that once you teach your students how to play they will be begging to play over and over and over again and it becomes almost a reward for them to review their math facts i mean can can it get any better than that when your kids think that they're being rewarded and yet they're reviewing their math facts that would be teacher heaven now i have a third game that i want to share with you that listen I didn't get the opportunity to do this with my students, but because these things weren't a thing the lot, you know, when I was in the classroom. But I can tell you that my grandkids love these things and I am becoming very addicted to it. And you may have noticed on the image that was shared when we posted that we were going to be um, going live tonight. Um, you may have seen the picture of one of these on there and been like, ooh, I want to go see what she's going to say about that. And have y'all seen these things right here? Well, let me tell you, these are the most addicting things in the world. These little bubble poppets, I think is what they're called. And um, I was super, now the only ones that I had really ever seen were the ones that were like in shapes. They were like the shape of a heart or they were the shape of a duck or, the, you know, any number of shapes. 
but I discovered they make them in hundreds. They make them in um, an actual um, hundreds group, which I thought, wait a minute, this would be perfect for practicing math. And I started doing some research and I started figuring out, I was like, I wasn't the first teacher to figure that out, obviously. And these things are so stinking cool. But one of the games that my grandkids are loving is to take a 12-sided die, and I don't have mine, I can't find mine, I'm sure they put it somewhere, um, is to take a 12-sided dice and to roll it twice. So they roll the 12-sided dice, and, and I have uh, one granddaughter who is in uh, third grade and one that is in fifth grade this year, but take the 12-sided dice, roll it two times, write your two numbers down on your paper, and then to build that multiplication problem using the 10 frame. So they're gonna build the array. So let's pretend I have a dice and let's pretend that I roll um, a six times four. So I know I'm gonna go six down. One, two, three, four, five, six. And if this was on the table, six. And then I'm gonna go one, two, three, four. It would be so much easier if it was on the table. But then I'm going to pop all of the ones. In fact, I'm going to set it down so I can pop them. I'm going to pop all the ones and fill all the way down. <laughs> this is so much fun to pop these. And I'm going to build that array so that I can then look at this and I can say, I can visibly see the array that's needed to build six times four. So does that make sense? So now I can see, which you can't really see, you can see it better in person, maybe you can see it, but I have built the six times four to make 24. And then I can also, of course, they're popping back because I've, I've got it off the table, but how cool is that? This could also be used for addition facts. It could also be used for subtraction. I mean, how cool would it be for you to um, have them build across two colors and I'm just popping them all back right now. This is so stinking addicting, guys. Have y'all used these? This is so stinking addicting. But it would be so cool to use these for addition facts, for subtraction facts, for word problems, any number of things, just as a math manipulative and turn any math review into a game using these. I think it would also be cool to be able to see um, who could fill theirs up the fastest? So based off of their um, based off of their roll their rolls, uh, I've rolled twelve, so I'm going to count twelve out. And especially like for kindergartners or first graders who are learning how to count, um, any number of things that could be used with these things. They're so fun. I am so addicted to it. So if you are using those in your classroom already, let me know in the comments because I want to know if this is something that you would love to see some math games for. And even if it was just simple, like facts, like simple facts review, I'm just thinking fractions. Can you imagine if I've got, I'm just looking at this and so many things are popping into my head that you could use this for reviewing fractions. And if I have, you know, six cubes and three of them are, are green, how how many of the how many of them are green? What's fra what fraction of them is green? I mean, just any number of things that this could be used to practice math review. But I'm also going to leave a link to this one specifically because um, I found a really good deal for it on Amazon, 
And uh, I think this one was like, I mean, I've seen some like out there that were really expensive, but this one I got for, I want to say like five or six dollars. So anyway, it was really, really, uh, I hope they still have them, but I will leave a link so you can go find that. And I loved the fact that it was rainbow because I knew that this was going to help. It's got a little bit of bleeding right here, but that's not a big deal. Anyway, so again, I think this would be super, super awesome to use for your math review skills. I know my grandkids love it. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening to today's episode. You can find all the links mentioned in today's episode by clicking the link in the description to jump over to the show notes. I know your time is valuable as a teacher, and I am honored that you chose to spend a piece of it with me. Help other teachers like you find the podcast by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast listening platform. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you get notified when new episodes are available. Thanks again for listening, and most importantly, keep being educational rock stars.